Um, it's not often in the course of reporting on mathematics you arrange to meet someone in a graffiti-strewn tunnel under the railway in Waterloo Station in London, but uh, that's where we are today to try and find out about where maths meets theatre. Hello and welcome to the PLUS podcast. When the nearly invisible door in the side of the tunnel opened, we found Marcus de Sotoy, Victoria Gold and Dermot Keeney rehearsing their new mathematical play X and Y. And after watching them for a while discussing how to step out of a movie strip, we retired to the local park right next to the Old Vic Theatre for lunch and an interview. We started by asking them our most pressing question. Why on earth are you doing a play about maths? Well, uh, Victoria and I first met uh, working on another play, actually, about mathematics, uh, which was a disappearing number, which complicitated, um, which was a about the relationship between the Cambridge mathematician G.H. Hardy and the Indian mathematician Ramanujan. Um, and uh, Complicite really wanted to find a way to kind of embed the mathematics into the play. And so I was brought in and Victoria was uh, knows some maths and uh, is an actress with Complicite. And, and we sort of met there and started thinking, well, what, a, what amazing connections there are between the world of mathematics and theatre. And it kind of set us off thinking about, yeah, we'd love to do our own piece, which actually, uh, this piece is kind of a, a bit more surreal and really pushes, I think, the connection between mathematics and theatre. A Disappearing Number was a play about two mathematicians. Yes. And we wanted to make a play that was in se- itself inherently mathematical. Because, Victoria, you, you've got an incredibly interesting background, because we interviewed you when you were working on Disappearing Number, because not only are you a very experienced, successful actress, but also you... You're a mathematician. Well, mathematician. I, 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 I trained, I did my first degree in physics, actually, uh, and then I did a master's in applicable mathematics. So I've always had a great interest in mathematics and in physics. So because Marcus has, is a working mathematician with strong interest and experience in theatre, and because you're a working actor with strong interest in mathematics, what are, what are the connections between... I mean, why, why is there a synergy between mathematics and theatre? Oh, because they both exist only in the imagination. It's, uh, the more I think about it, the more the more parallels there are, really. Yeah, it is extraordinary. I mean, it's been a really ju- a real journey um, devising and creating this piece and seeing just how many connections there are. That um, in the theatre, uh, there's a wonderful idea of just suggesting something. Uh, for example, a, a bird flying across the, the space. I mean, it can be just a piece of paper. But um, and in mathematics, you very often set up something which isn't. I mean, a four-dimensional cube. Uh, well, you set up something which uh, you create a language such you can explore it. Um, and if you in the theatre, if you if you say something exists, then it does. And in mathematics, if you say something exists, then yeah. it does. Yeah, square root of minus, square minus one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We have it. It's there. Yeah, but it has to have a consistency about it. And I think that's also true in theatre. A theatre that works is one that has an internal logic to it that you buy into. So is it like that thing where? Um, I don't know if I'm unusual with this. When I go to see theatre, it usually takes me a few minutes, five, ten minutes, to kind of forget that I'm... Because I just think it's exciting being in a theatre. And then, But suddenly you realise you've stopped thinking about the apparatus and the stage and the fact you're... And so is it that thing that basically getting in mathematics and in theatre, you have to set things up so you can carry someone with you, so you can believe what they say and take yeah, them so into I think that you, world? You, you do set up sort of uh, 
theatrical axiom. It's interesting you used the word yeah. apparatus there, mm-hmm. I thought. <laughs> like setting up a scientific experiment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah uh, exactly. I think that's what um, has been ex- interesting for us, that uh, just in the same way as you might define the axioms for a group, which look very simple, uh, but then as you mathematically explore them, you realise the richness and complexity of the world of group theory. Mm. And in theatre, I think, uh, what's interesting, we set up kind of set of... Um, uh, ideas and rules for this piece of theatre and, and then we've let it run and sort of see what the consequences of those uh, sort of that setup is and so I think there's a, there's a very similar process of um, creating theatre and creating a proof So is your, is your um, are you interested then in exploring that similarity or are you interested in actually bringing across well, mathematics like what, how, how does that work no we're interested in telling a story yeah actually yeah. I mean yeah. that's the, the heart of it and I think actually that's what mathematics has about it that some people don't realize that mathematics is telling a story about uh, the characters being numbers or shapes and this is a story we want people to care about these two characters so it's, it's about two characters called x and y the play is called x and y um, I play X and Victoria plays Y and we're stuck inside a universe um, it's the universe of the theatre that we create um, and uh, and it's about the first meeting of X and Y in this space the journey that they go on the conflicts um, then the realisation that they need each other's world views X very much represents kind of abstract world of mathematics things are all in the imagination um, uh, numbers can be infinitely divided, uh, whilst Y is a little bit more from the physical universe and, and actually wants to find a way out of this space. Um, but they realise by the end, it's a little bit of a love story as well. That They need each other in order to be able to navigate this space that they find themselves in. Mm. So is it, bit of, is it a bit of um, kind of an exploration of concepts of space or something? That's one of the things that is explored, really. It is, um, uh, so it's actually at its heart is that kind of question that I think everybody has at some point. What happens if you go out into space and just keep on going? Is it infinite? Does it go on forever? Or um, do you come back to where you started? I mean, what does the universe have a shape? And, of course, that's one of the major questions um, in mathematics. It's what the Poincaré conjecture is about, is what are the possible shapes the universe could be. And so I think we found a very playful way to explore that huge, big, philosophical, mathematical question by saying, well, okay, well, what shape could the universe be if it's just the size of the stage? Mm. Mm. For me, it's also about that, um, what I first thought was a very thin line, and I've now realised is a huge grey area between what is real and what is imaginary what exists and what doesn't exist my character at the beginning of the play I think is very clear about what is real and what is just ideas I, by the end I think I mean, as, an, as a person and as my character those are completely overlapped and there's an enormous <laughs> intersection between them and well, I think with making the play I've realised personally that actually I'm very unclear about what's real and what's not and they're very yeah. artificial distinctions yeah. between the real and the imaginary is that because of a kind of perspective thing like what's I mean, what can you give an example of, yeah. of how that's of how that's come about? Uh, well, I thought before I did this play that I knew what the number two was, uh, and I now realise that uh, I thought it was a real thing, but mm. I now realise that it is an idea, for mm. instance, mm. Um, and uh, that I thought that um, 
Infinity was just an idea, and mm. I think now it is probably a, a, a real thing. It's, it's where yeah. I will go when I oh, die. Oh, do you? Oh, great! <laughs> right, uh, X has got his way because X really believes that um, Infinity does exist. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think that's a really interesting question. I mean, yeah. do, is there anything which is infinite mm. in this universe? Mm. Quantum physics says if you keep on going, you hit um, kind of Planck constant, yeah, something yeah. you can't burger me on. The universe might be finite and folded up. Um, so actually, maybe there isn't anything that's in. So a lot of the exploration is of these kind of ideas. But the, the wonderful thing, it's a very playful piece. I mean, there's a, a, a lot of, when we've done it, so we've done sort of experiments with the piece at Latitude Festival um, and also a little bit of an experiment at the Science Museum. And it's wonderful to see people just laughing at yeah. the sort of kind of exploration that we make. It's particularly ideas. children. Yeah, it works. Really like, yeah, we've had it. at Latitude we had a line of um, seven-year-old kids at the front, and we thought, oh wow, well, this is going to be over their heads. Or I something. think some of them are even younger. Yeah, yeah. and they and were they, just laughing their head off, heads off, and the and the adults are really um, appreciating the kind of way of exploring these kind of uh, different ideas, philosophical, theological, um, and mathematical. So when we, when we met you just before we came to lunch, you were trying to talk through a problem um, of how to, I guess, maybe how to physically realise the mathematical ideas on stage. Is there any examples of a mathematical concept that you've tried to realise through the play um, that's well, we worked were, really well? We were exploring um, the idea of what if the universe was actually shaped like a Merbius strip. So what happens then if you go off one side of the stage... And, and so it, the universe is twisted, which means you come on, and what's happened to you? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's an interesting. You're down or something. Well, something. But I think what's interesting about this is there's a there's a line between actually being mathematically literate and finding a theatrical way to explore something in a metaphorical sense. Mm. So, mm. so that's what's been quite fun. You could be very. Um, uh, true to oh yeah so it would swap things over and you'd, you'd be left-handed person become right-handed or oh all your proteins are... but actually I think it's more interesting to find a theatrical uh, way to explore that which actually turns has some uh, uh, logic to it still um, but it doesn't have to be literally what would happen so so that's been the quite the fun thing and, and that's something that as a mathematician you know it, it, it's about experimenting and, and, and not not necessarily getting too fixed on uh, it having to be that is, that exactly. A, you're, when you're one's teaching mathematics, you're, you're constantly trying to think of imaginative structures yes, yeah, yeah. That, so that people can picture mm. the maths when inherently it's not picture. You know, we're mm. thinking of ways of picturing it. Mm. And, and also, this is only another example of that, I think. Is it also a bit like even when you're just working on your own that, I mean, ultimately when you're trying to prove something or to get ahead around a concept, you know that your aids are probably not literally true. So, mm. you know, even when you're just doing maths, but they are crutches. So, like, you, you develop in a way already kind of theatrical expressions of it so is that the same, a similar kind of process that you go like I know this isn't 100% right but it's kind of it's not well, it, I, I think yeah. you're, you're trying to look for something which works um, uh, as a piece of theatre yeah. uh, and so people will will buy into it and so it does have to be right it, yeah. it's, it's where that rightness is happening yeah, I yeah, think exactly. is, is, um, yeah. uh, is the intriguing thing the, yeah. the, the way that you were talking about metaphors because that was the thing I remember about the really liking about the disappearing number play which I think for non-mathematical audience members might have been surprising the idea that you can use mathematical ideas very much as a metaphor there was one which was sort of Convergent sequence, oh, kind the of asymptotic relationship. Yeah, was yeah. Very much akin to two people being mm. in love, exactly, but never, never quite, never quite yeah. coming together, and so sort of unrequited love mm. is a, and I mean I think that's quite nice because even requited love actually, yeah, you're never actually in, 
you never become one person well the and the thing that i think is interesting is the fact that there are these quite poetic things in mathematics that maybe you don't get when you're even when you're in one area of mathematics you don't understand the poetry of another area of mathematics so i think that that was i mean do you think you're being able to have a chance to play with those sorts of ideas as well yes i think there is uh uh, i mean it's interesting you say that because uh, the play really begins with a purely mathematical um, language which uh sounds for somebody who isn't a mathematician they hear these words and they they won't understand necessarily what the logic of it is, but they can hear the poetry of this interaction and the meaning and the the and it starts the, the to tell a story and it starts to tell and, and you draw and I think it is a bit like when you go into Shakespeare. The first few minutes you spend just tuning in to a certain way of talking, um, and and it's I think that's what's been lovely about this piece. It's sort of freed us up to be very playful in in, in trying out things like that uh, because it's an imaginary world and yeah. these are imaginary characters um, and uh, and it's interesting yeah just the poetry of um, of the theatre of Shakespeare compared to the theatre of mathematics Dermot you've, you've you're directing the show yeah. um, what what's how's the experience of developing and directing a play with these mathematical concepts how does it compare to other plays that you've I don't on? know what it's about <laughs> I, is that a good I still thing? haven't got a clue what they're talking about. <laughs> My job is just to make it funny. And and do you think you are? Like, do yeah. You think, do you think that? And what is it about it that? Where does the humour come from in it? Is it the physicality of yeah. these things? Yeah. yeah. Because as Michael just was saying, um, there's many ways to communicate in the theatre. Language is one, yeah. and. Uh, physical language is another and I think my job has been to um, try to draw out the physical language of this piece as well as just the, uh, the, the, the verbal the verbal language so that really does help tell the story. And how do you how do you do that? I mean because obviously like in some ways we're talking about that, that these things start from ideas. How do you yeah. go from ideas and turn it into something physical? Well we're trying to make pictures as Victoria was saying the mm. best way to communicate these ideas is to create pictures mm. and the playing it in the theatre allows us huge latitude in order to uh, things to draw and to help us use our imaginations and create a world of pictures that helps tell a story. Is there, have you got a favourite scene or, or, or notion in the play that, that, that you think works yeah, really a, well? Yeah, I mean there's a lovely scene that people really do adore is uh, when Marcus's character uh, is convinced that he can create infinity in front of our very eyes uh, in 16 seconds. <coughs> and he proceeds to uh, cut Give an too much away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Spoiler uh, alert. You, Spoiler alert. We use a piece of fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a sharp knife. Yeah. Uh, that turns. Uh, uh, yes, as he attempts to create infinity, infinity. on stage Excellent. in sixteen yeah. seconds. Yeah. And we won't have tell you got, if he does it or not. Have you got band aids on the side? We have. Well, yes, you yeah, yeah. And and Victoria, have you got a favourite? aspect of the show, a favourite part of the show that you, you're pleased with? Well it's interesting because I keep having new ones and it, <laughs> it's been a, 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 a sort of very recursive uh, experience for me because I just keep finding more and more and more inside it that I absolutely love. I'm a little bit in love with it I think. Um, it's, it covers a lot of my obsessions but I don't want to give too much away there. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, there I've, we've, there's a, something that lies at the heart of the show 
which um, is is a visual joke, but it's also highly mathematical, and I'm not prepared to give it away because it's no, but so it is brilliant. it is the only reason we're doing this play yeah. is to do Marcus this gag. Marcus and I developed this gag, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and I can't I can't possibly. You can't even tell us what area of math it is. No, it's in topology. Yeah, topology. Hey, right. all right, we've got this. We've got a we've got a, <laughs> a scoop, an exclusive <laughs> <laughs> topological joke. And I mean the thing. Marianne and I often find if you um, if you're thinking in terms of mathematics a lot because you're working on something about mathematics, we, you end up finding ways to describe the whole world in terms of mathematical metaphors and stuff. Are you finding that yeah. at all? <laughs> like you just said, it's a recursive process, you know, developing the play. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would put up a fairly strong argument that everybody thinks in a mathematical way. They just don't know that they're thinking in a mathematical way. Um, because maths is about... Uh, well, I've got this quotation, which I thought was, came from Marcus, and in fact... I can't remember now, saying it at all. I can't remember saying it, but I, I, I think of it every several times an hour, which is that mathematics is the set of all self-consistent structures. So anything that doesn't contradict itself is mathematical. I would say. I'll, I'll, and even, okay, even I'll some contradictory that. ones, probably. And, and uh, something that Marcus said the other day as well is that uh, everything in the real world is the, is the shadow of a mathematical idea. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably true. I mean, I, yeah, I believe so, that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's and made, in a way that's... It's found its way in, hasn't it, now? Yeah, it has that's found its idea. way in as yeah. an idea. I mean, it's sort of the idea, Plato's idea, that... Um, the platonic yeah. world, well, what the, the physical world around us, yeah, the cave, exactly. Mm. That, and in a way, that's what we're doing. We're we're taking people into a cave and mm. trying to give them the idea that you know there are things outside of the cave, mathematical ideas, which we're showing you on the uh, on the wall of the mm. cave. But um, and actually, the, that turns out to be very significant uh, sort of revelation in the play. play I think. So is it evolving a lot while you're... Yes, I mean, I think that's what people yeah. will uh, perhaps not appreciate, that um, it's certainly a style that uh, Complicité use, and it's one that I, I, I really like, is that the piece is continually evolving. I mean, you came in uh, to our rehearsal, and, you know, still we were trying to work on a bit which hasn't uh, settled down, probably won't settle down, um, well, until two weeks into the run. I mean, uh, uh, so it's, it's, that's the exciting thing. It's a very much a collaborative process. It's a little bit like doing mathematics as a collaboration, that you each need um, each other's tools, ways of thinking. Uh, uh, somebody will come up with a solution to a problem that you're trying to get from this place to this place in the play. And it's that interaction that actually sort of solves the problems. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you, We need the audience as well. I mean, mm, yeah. In Complicity, we, we all continue to evolve while a show is... Is running and, and the last director I had, Annabelle Arden, described it as rehearsing in front of an audience mm. when you do a long run, so that as the, audience, the audience feeds into the, the play. Basically, yeah. I mean, certainly that happened with a disappearing number. That yeah. uh, uh, every time I saw it, it was uh, different. I mean, sometimes dramatically different. There were uh, there was the early uh, version of it had two characters, completely different characters, and you could feel it wasn't quite working. There was something flabby about it, and then. Suddenly, uh, these two characters have become the same character. It's like suddenly realizing in a mathematical proof, oh, I've got this variable x and this variable y. No, actually, x equals y. Yeah. And it claps in, and suddenly the yeah. the, the play had uh, a kind of truth about it which yeah. it hadn't before. But they actually took the actor out. Yeah, well, we, we, <laughs> it was Simon <laughs> Bernie who used to like the running. The, you know, it's like, oh my god, I've got to write myself out of the play. Do you have any vision in mind of what the audience will go away from? 
That's a very nice thing to come away from. <laughs> Hope. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, 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 while we've been making the play, I've been realizing that one of the things we're really wrestling with, uh, which we didn't, I hadn't realized we were, is the idea that mathematics enables you to uh, imagine something without being able to actually picture it, to have a sense that something something exists even though you can't make a picture of it uh, and I like to think that there's something slightly sort of spiritual in that idea that there are things that we can never know but which which we have to believe exist yeah uh, and that's something about humanity that makes us try and find those things yeah I they... mean the idea of uh, death is actually sort of another theme I mean just yeah. what, what and I, I you know the, that is one of the quotes of G.H. Hardy that uh Immortality, perhaps a mathematician has the best chance of it because you are creating something in mathematics that will last forever, and maybe that is a, a way out. Yeah. Well, we're certainly going to be finding our way in to see this play into the Science Museum, where it's on from the 10th to the 16th of October, and you can buy tickets on the Science Museum website. And we'll be informing you about other places where it's going to be shown after that on the PLUS website, where you can also find links to material and articles that cover mathematical ideas that were mentioned in this podcast. So visit the PLUS website at plus.maths.org. Thanks for listening and bye-bye.